Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Orton finds it off center field. Damon run into the plate and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have long to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but what? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> this is our fucking city. And nobody got a big day of freedom. Stay strong. All right, welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. Pat's drunk. <laughs> wow. He told me I'm off not, the air. He told me off okay, the air he's first drunk. Off, that was a secret between us off air. <laughs> okay. And you, it did, took you under five seconds. All right, let's do it over. All right, let's do it over. Okay. Jay, keep this in. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded podcast in the world. Uh, Pat's here. And he's Woo! not drunk. Not drunk not at all. Tr- no. Nope. I had no alcoholic beverages as per my tweet earlier this evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would never lie to the people. Would never. No. I would never do such a thing. No. Uh, Pat's here. Tyler's here. Jake's here. Pete's coming, I think. So I, here's the deal. Uh, I hand up. I recorded Baseball is Dead at like 11 until like 2.30 in the afternoon. And then I slept from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. So my fucking schedule is all fucked up today. Uh, I ordered Taco Bell right before we hit record on this podcast. When the Taco Bell comes, that's when that's when the podcast is over. So we're playing fucking uh, Taco Bell roulette right now. And uh, this is a bonus pod. You already got uh, this is the third one. Yeah, you already got two podcasts this week. This is the third one. Pat is on a heater right now. Five straight. I actually I didn't tell you last time because you told me that on the fifth one, I'd have to do the amendments. Yeah. Based off my calculations uh, when I was sitting there, I think this is my sixth now. Is wow. it really? Because I, based off my trip, uh, my vacation, I know when I got there and I did every podcast when I, when I, <laughs> I got there because I had nothing else to fucking... No, I mean, because yeah, I, I really wanted to do the podcast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and according to my calculations, according to the, according to the schedule, yeah. I left for <laughs> Vegas... Um, July 22nd, mm-hmm. which is the Toronto series. I got to Ocean City, Maryland on the 25th, which is Cle- the beginning of the Cleveland series, mm-hmm. which means I did the podcast at the end of the Cleveland series, which is the yep. 28th. Yep. Then end of Milwaukee, that's two. End of Houston, three. End of Kansas City, four. We just did Atlanta, five. This would be six. Wow. Look at you, Pat. Six straight. Thank six you, straight. Pat. Six straight. Thanks, Listen, Pat. Thank p- you for your service. Thank. Can we? Can we please? Thank you. It, six straight. Mu- wow. Innovation. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
I, I really appreciate that, guys. I'm I'm emotional right now. Uh, <laughs> so are we. So, so thank you. Uh, I'm crying. I, is is six podcasts in a row mm-hmm. more than I did in total previous to this uh, run? Like, is this your longest run of consecutive podcasts, or did or no. did you no. do six total section tens? No, post section ten because uh-huh. section ten I think oh. theoretically started in, in November. I don't. I never missed one. Right. Um. So I don't know how many of that was in a row, but let's say name redacted pod. Yeah. To this se- this this run I've had, did I do six in total? <sighs> had to. It might. It, uh, it could be close. I don't know. I think it's got to be close because the name. When did name redacted officially start? Well, this is episode thirty-seven. Uh, so if you hadn't done six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a lot of episodes. So there were. I yeah, but the, had, he was gone for like a month and a half at one point. It it might be close. It might be like eight previous and six on yeah. this run. That'd be my if guess. If I'm, I mean, if I was only five for thirty one, <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. Like yeah. I would have felt bad about that. Yeah. So I can't imagine that's the case. So yeah. All right. We're in a good run here. We're good run. Yeah. I, of those thirty one, I'd say you were on. 14 13 yeah a third or so a little bit yeah. more than a third yeah. the one thing i do want to bring up guys and i know we are we're in short on time because we have taco bell coming <laughs> very quick the one thing i want to bring up here and it has nothing to do with whether or not i drank tonight but uh pete blackburn who is a dear friend pp 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 but i'm gonna call him pete blackburn for this moment because this mm-hmm. is not a positive talk oh pete, Black- pete blackburn who is a dear friend mm-hmm. uh but i'm more i'm very much closer with pp mm-hmm. uh he tweeted out, mm-hmm. uh, let's say a couple weeks ago, um, I, something I, I forget what the, the the comparison was, and you guys should have seen it. But there was some type of comparison on will the Red Sox maybe win more games, or will Pat show up to more podcasts? Or, mm-hmm. or no, I think it was his him attendance in games. Yeah. Will he attend as many games? Who will win more? Like he'll attend more games, or will I show up to more podcasts? Mm-hmm. I'm fucking on every damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talk and your PP, shit, Pat. Yeah. Tell and PP is just, or Pete Blackburn, PP I love. Pete mm. Blackburn is mm. just haphazardly showing up to games. Mm-hmm. I am consistent. Yeah, you so, are. And, and the other thing, too, here, Pat. Yeah. I don't know what Pete's attendance percentage record is since the NHL season. He said, yeah, I'm not going to miss another one the rest of the way once the season's over. He, he's missed some shows. He's currently missing this one. I'm missing this one. Jared, I don't think we're seeing him tonight. Is that not what the group chat reflected? Did he the say group, he's out tonight? Or I thought group, he was coming in late. Was Pat the, the one that said I'm coming in late? But he yeah. still made it on time. Yes. Yeah. Pete I, said yeah. I'm out tonight. So Pete's not coming. Pete's not coming. Pat's here. Six straight. Six straight. Six straight for Pat. Uh-huh. That's incredible. Just, just wanted to listen. Uh, as Pete uh, Blackburn responded to people on Twitter saying, people, listen, redacted fans were talking about how well that seems a little you know a little out of out, you know a tough take there pete from you know you're supposed to be friends with pat mm-hmm. and he said listen i'm not i'm not bashing pat i'm just say, stating facts i'm just stating facts on the podcast right now right the fact that i'm stating is that i think it's horseshit to be friends with pat and then talk any type of shit about pat on a public forum especially mm-hmm. yeah it'd be like it'd be like tweeting about me in a negative connotation but not tagging me that something similar to that yeah mm-hmm. who the fuck does that yeah who does that <laughs> yeah i would you tell me who does that pat i'll beat the fucking shit out of him for you listen i, I don't want you going to prison for assault because you've got you know 
restaurant bar industry by the balls making mm-hmm. 20 million dollars a year is what you told us before we went on the air because you were drunk and told us mm-hmm. uh but that's i mean listen i'll i'll bite the bullet for i'll do a bid for you pat thank you you're welcome who do you wait, let's let's talk about that how much money let's say of all the redacted fans out there mm-hmm. let's say the top person there's mm-hmm. everyone's got like an idea of what they think i make mm-hmm. what do you think the highest number is on that list of people what they think i make what do you think realistically everyone who listens to this podcast what do you think that the the, the highest number is of what you make a year mm-hmm. probably like five million somewhere between five and seven yeah five and seven. i think that's i think it's it's a fair number. I'm on the higher end. I think I'd go seven. <laughs> I know it's 20 now because he told us, but, but prior to that, <laughs> I, I probably would have been sitting around five. Something I can actually, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but now I've had a few beverages. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get electric tonight. Oh. Um, the one thing I can tell is this is, I, so I promised my mother that I wouldn't talk much about Vegas anymore. She's very upset about that. Uh, <laughs> Does she listen to the show? I specifically asked her not to listen to anything uh, this related mm-hmm. because uh, oftentimes Jared likes to dive into my sexual endeavors. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. so I tr- I just said just stay away from the show. It's just not mm-hmm. uh, not something I want my mother to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can state on this show, uh, my, my my both my parents listen, and I still talk about that stuff. I know I, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. Um, but so what some people don't know, and I haven't made it public. Is that that uh, ninety three thousand dollar tab? Obviously, and I'm sure some people had just went through what my Vegas trip probably was. It probably mm-hmm. wasn't just one club, right? So that tab um, is con- my Vegas trip was considerably more than the ninety three thousand dollars. <laughs> wow, um, I, I did not think you'd say this actually on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you guys got it off off air when, the, right. when I was in Ocean City. Uh, mm. But listen, I, listen, we're having fun. We're having fun with friends here. <laughs> listen, we're having yeah. fun. We just won our first, our first series in the ALEs. Our first, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we're yeah. we're having fun here. Listen, having a good time. And uh, you know, listen, Pat's four hundred fifty thousand dollars in the hole right now. <laughs> well, a little bit less than that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but listen, I'm here on record that I will front the money for uh, Xander Bogarts and R- Rafi Devers's fucking contracts. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put it on my credit card. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they allow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have some fun. Where are we at on buying the angels together? Uh, I put some feelers out. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Not much back. Okay. Uh, they don't but, take credit uh, card? Not the one that I have currently. No. Okay. Uh, I offered multiple cards. Mm-hmm. They don't take credit. Uh, so we're, we're listening. We'll get there. We're getting there. I got some. I got. I certainly. I will tell you this on a real note. This is a real thing that's happened. I have had meetings to buy buy teams. These unfortunately were NBA teams, but um, I have the, I have the recipe for how to get there. I just don't have, I don't really want an NBA team. Just so let me know how to get in. You'll I'll bring you everywhere I go. Um, but there is a recipe to do this, and you'll see me. And so, listen, redacted fans, you can hear the recipe. Mm-hmm. The recipe is to you know build your wealth, whatever, right? Then do something. This has nothing to do with the Red Sox. Sorry, I apologize, redacted fans. I want to hear about the game. But then do They're something. They're dying to hear this breakdown of the Orioles-Red Sox game tonight. Yeah. But then do something that you shouldn't do. Like, no one thinks that I should be able to do because I'm a newbie on the block. Mm-hmm. So just, like, make, let's say, a purchase of, let's say, like, $7,500 million purchase that they're like, who the fuck is this guy that did that? Mm-hmm. Wait a year. Do it again. 
and now you will have your opportunity to buy a team. Someone will, they'll be, you'll be in the conversation with a lot of people because you'll be in the headlines of everything. So that's, I'm trying currently, I just made a bunch of purchases in Hoboken uh, that haven't been official yet, but that will come. My next one is supposed to be like a huge fucking uh, play. So now the recipe is spend $200 million before you spend however many hundred million dollars on a sports franchise. So yeah, so here's how you really do these things. (laughs) Write this Uh, down, Tyler. uh, Trust me, I am. you so the biggest thing you can do is go into debt i'm in a tremendous amount of debt uh <laughs> debt good it is yeah like if you know what you're doing like like if so if you go into a hundred million dollars in debt but you're paying three percent interest on it but the hundred million dollars you used i don't know why i'm teaching finance right now but the hundred million dollars you use to buy let's say you know you know, a, you know, a group of restaurants. If that hundred million dollars is bringing in more than the three percent that you borrowed it on, you're a net positive. It's a good, it's good debt. If you were to go like credit card debt's fucking atrocious because if you, if you don't pay your credit card bill, it's like nineteen percent interest. Mm-hmm. You, just, you know, your jeans you bought at Express are not yeah. giving you over nineteen percent right in a year. So that's finance one hundred and one. Should I just give you all my money to to do stuff with Pat? No, theoretically, you shouldn't have to put up any. But uh, it should be more so you borrow from like these big hedge funds. They invest in it on this type. You know, I'm not going to dive more into finance, but mm-hmm. they invest in it. They have an X percentage. They finance the rest for you. And then uh, the, the business, theoretically, like you buy the Phillies or you buy the Red Sox. The Red Sox, you, you, there'd be a finance fee of, let's say, $100,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And you'd be paying back to the hedge fund over time. Interesting. All right, that's All right. so we're, we're like halfway there to buying the Angels, pretty much. Oh, well, I mean, we could have the Angels tomorrow if we really wanted them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for our new business venture. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it. A lot of people want us to buy the Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, huge. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that. So, I mean, we need to get in while we still have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Yeah, because we need we need to have you as president of baseball ops to make some good moves with those guys. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I need to be making those decisions. <laughs> I don't know of anyone that would be better. Making <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get it done. Um, the Red Sox, they won a series against the American League East team. Cool. Yeah. That was incredible. Wow. Uh, I, we called it. It made perfect sense that their first and probably only series win against an American League East opponent would come in a one-game series, uh, a game that they almost blew. And Pat, I want to ask you about this because I had a tweet about it. Yeah. And I had, I don't know, I don't even know why I'm keeping him anonymous, but whatever. Uh, I had a former big leaguer who's around our age as well reach out when he saw my tweet and he agreed. He agreed with what I said because I said... At the risk of sounding like an old guy, uh, Josh Winkowski, he gave up. the. It was 3 nothing. He gave up the two-run triple. And then uh, the Orioles tie the games 3-3. Now he's coming out of the game. There's a runner at first because of an infield single. He beat it out. So there's a runner at first. It's 3-3. Winkowski's pulled. Austin Davis is in. And he's sulking on the bench. And I said... Uh, get up on the rail 
until your runner is out of the game, like if you picked them off or whatever, like you're not responsible. If if a guy comes in to relieve you and your runner has been inherited by that guy, you need to be up on the rail and not sulking on the bench. Definitely not in the clubhouse, but I think even even just sulking on the bench is probably not the move. Like I think when you first get taken out, you can sit on the bench and whatever, have a moment to collect yourself. And then when the game resumes, then you get back up on the rail. And then once you're, the inning's over and the runner's removed, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Go in the clubhouse and never show your face again if you want. But that's kind of how it was taught to me. You are actually in a major league clubhouse. Also consider Josh Winkowski is a rookie. Uh, so I feel that even like a veteran probably wouldn't do that, but they would have a little bit longer of a leash as a rookie. That's an even worse look where like, how do you dissect that? Um, so I'll take it one step further for you, Jared. The only reason that you're saying what you're saying is because you have uh, in-depth knowledge of how a big league clubhouse works. Mm. Uh, not every fan has that. So yes, theoretically, the rule in almost every major league baseball clubhouse and minor league baseball clubhouse is that you have to wait until your run, until your runners are done, or till really what you should do is wait until the inning's over uh, before you head into the clubhouse. Now there is no rule necessarily that you have to be up on the rail uh, or you have to you know be cheering on the guy, but what it shows is, in my opinion, is your tweet is is on point in the sense that. What you're showing there is selfishness because not only is your team, your teammate out there trying to clean up your mess, but I'll know us four hate how they're playing right now and think this team fucking sucks. But you guys are what, four, four and a half back from a, a playoff spot? Correct. Four and a half. Four and a half back from a playoff spot. And you're more concerned with your, your personal performance than you are with winning a game against an alias opponent who is competing with you directly and ahead of you in a, in a wild card spot. It is not about you. This is about winning at a, at a high level, especially in Boston. So, I, you know, although, yeah, it doesn't matter if your runner's on base or not. You got pulled from the game. You didn't particularly pitch the way you'd prefer to, as you, as you see in the sulking. Uh, you don't necessarily need to be up on the rail, but you better be fucking standing up and paying attention to the game. Uh, and hoping that this guy does what he needs to do, because at, what it what it looks like is it looks like that you don't necessarily care what's going on; you just care about how you performed. And we all know you're upset. We I've been there, but you you just can't do those things. It's just it's just not it's not. And again, it goes back to what I've been saying the past couple of podcasts. As I I don't know who makes the the um, the rundowns of these Instagram posts, but positive Pat's gone. Uh, and the reason being are things like this. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's not the markings of a of a good club. It's not a markings of a club that's cohesive. It's a markings of like right now. Like if I did that when I pitched against the Angels, like someone's in my ear that I can't do that. I don't know if anyone's in the ear. I'm not in the clubhouse. But like these things don't get lit. They, these things don't slide when it get, when it, when a, a good club is around. And like, it, but it wouldn't slide immediately. Like right. we're in a playoff hunt and a rookie sitting on the bench, like I, I, I gotta imagine that uh, Petey's probably playing, but someone there is being like, "Get the fuck up, Rick." Yeah, Rick. Yeah, mm. Rick, David. Someone is like, "Get the hell up!" You know, like watch. You got your fucking runner on base. I mean, if you don't have a runner on base, we're in a fucking wild card hunt right now. No one believes in us. You have to, you know, you, know, you can't be worried about your whatever, however the guy got on or whatever your performance that you're pissed about. You can't worry about that right now. Worry about that later. 
once the inning's over, and then you can excuse yourself, go get stretched, go get ice, whatever it is that you do. Uh, so it, it's a it's a horrendous look, but it's a horrendous look to um, the in depth fan, uh, which unfortunately, and this is why a lot of people don't don't succeed in Boston, is that a lot of the fans in Boston are in depth fans. If they're not the casual fan that you see in Minnesota, you see in Milwaukee, you see in these these other clubs. So it, it's it's not a good look. Yeah. I think it was even like tougher a little bit, too, because let's be real. They should have been out of the inning already. He couldn't get the ball out of his glove on that Austin Hayes infield single. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you make the proper play, it's a completely different game. You're going into, you know, that next half inning with the lead to kind of sit there and sulk. And let's be real. I think we've seen a little bit of this from Josh Winkowski throughout this season where he's young. We get it. But the emotions, you know, they get to him, whether it's been on the mound where he's got really frustrated at times and kind of let it out or got to the dugout. And I think we've seen that with Jaron Duran now this year. It's a weird trend going on with some of these younger guys in the clubhouse where, you know, and I think that's part of growing pains for young ball players. Pat, you can talk about that way more than I actually can. But it is an interesting trend to see a couple different guys on this roster now seemingly going through the same thing. Well, the thing that I want to bring up there that uh, you're right. Tyler, that we've seen that several times now, and it's what concerns me in a in a greater sense of this team is the lack of leadership, and and again, I've never spoken a, a single poor word about Xander Bogarts because there's not a single poor word I can say about the guy. He's as cool of a fucking dude. I mean, the guy's awesome. Uh, there's just no two ways about it. I have nothing bad to say about Xander Bogarts, but he is a little bit more of a quieter, lead by example type guy. With that being said, in a big league clubhouse, when you have a bunch of egos and a ton of them, uh, especially in Boston, you know you need some some guys to fucking shove it up people's asses every now and again to, to get people in check. Like I would never, like I told you, I might as well have been pissing myself the entire time I was sitting next to Dustin Pedroia. Like I wouldn't say I fuck anything. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't listen to music. I wouldn't do anything. I would just do anything that would make sure I would stay out of that eye. There is no one in the clubhouse right now that I know of that's that's doing that. And we the re and the reason I continue to harp on that is because of things like you said, Tyler, is that we're seeing multiple instances that these things are occurring. It's not just Jaron Duran not running after a, a fly ball because I mean Alex Verdugo is far enough away that we think probably at least a <laughs> half-hearted jog was probably the the course or yelling at fans. We're seeing you know Winkowski now sulking on the bench in a, in a situation that's a huge situation for a club that's struggling, like a huge, huge, huge situation. You just, you're, you're seeing this in multiple instances. And it, it, again, if I'm a GM, it looks like lack of leadership to me. Yeah. I think, I think the other thing too, and, and uh, the former player that I was talking to about this made this point as well. When a team is playing poorly, uh, these are the things that stand out more because you don't like the team when they're losing so you're just looking for things to hate and i was like yeah you're 100 right i mean you know if the red Sox are uh you know fucking five games up on the top wild card spot like am i pointing that out about winkowski probably not but i think it's the team's play combined with the fact that um this is not an isolated incident with winkowski kind of being a dink a little bit so i don't know i mean i He's he's pitched fine enough, I guess. Like, what's his what's his ERA at after this start? It's got to be what, like low fours, maybe. So it was four sixty eight going into this start. Oh, it geez. went actually up to four sixty nine. But if you look at the last three starts, it's a three forty five ERA, 
he's still not missing enough bats. It's seven Ks and 15 and two thirds over that stretch. So like, yeah, he's getting grounders. He's getting by. He got bailed out a couple times. Let's be real. Uh, like Anthony mm-hmm. Santander, like early in the game, obviously later in the game on the line out to Jaron Duran gets bailed out a little bit, but you know, he's getting the job done. He, he's fine. It's just, he is what he is. It's a back end guy who does not miss a lot of bats. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, also, to Jared's point there, and whoever that he you did speak to, they're not wrong, but it it doesn't make it better. Like you know, it's yeah, it's you know, same thing in my business. You know, no one asks questions as long as I'm writing them checks, all my investors checks at the end of the day. And the moment we're not, whether you know, I remember the first month of the pandemic, I couldn't write everyone checks because we were fucking saving money to hope that we could pay rent for the next four months, and people were people all of a sudden want to dive into my books. And, and and I had to go over things with people and and you know okay what is the what is the uncategorized expenses and I had to go through each transaction with some of the investors because we're not cutting money anymore so people want to know the fucking answer so it's just the same thing in baseball you just can't get away with this stuff when you're a rookie and you're on a struggling team specifically in Boston you're not in Miami you're not in Arizona you're not in uh, you know even Milwaukee Milwaukee's a good team right now but you're not in Milwaukee you're not in these clubs where you can get away with this stuff when you're struggling this is Boston mm-hmm. and it, you know yeah of course this looks bad it looks worse on a bad team but and maybe we let it go but we're still letting this go on a good team it's not because it looks good it's just because all right we're fine we're fucking five games up in the division you know we're not going to make a big deal out of Josh Wisconsin Winkowski, Wisconsin, doesn't matter. Name, it doesn't matter. But you know, we're not going to make a big deal of it. But it's still a bad look, and it's something that you're taught not to do. So it, the fact that it, at least we, as we know of from people outside of the game, it has been addressed, it is a, is a bad look. And so, uh, like, I think it kind of sticks out on top of it. It's like when you have moments like this happen, especially on the pitching staff, no offense to Nate Evaldi, I'd categorize him probably similar to Bogarts, someone who leads more by example than by, you know, voice. Not having Chris Sale around, I feel like if you're looking for a guy to say something to someone to kind of play that David Price-esque role and not give a fuck and just be willing to speak to a rookie and tell him, you know, this is how you got to act, that's where you miss it a lot. Yes, certainly. Yeah. You do miss that because you can't really rely on the bullpen guys because they're all in fucking right field. So you need, you need, you know, and I don't know what Vetch, I mean, I think Matt Barnes might say something, to be, to be quite frank. He's the type of guy that would uh, would see it and might be like, hey, get the hell up. He's not a big vocal guy, but he might tell the guy to get up. But you just don't have it. You need a Nathan Avaldi to step up in this situation. You need, Chris Sale certainly would fucking probably say something. Yeah. My understanding. <laughs> Um, even like someone like rich hill who's sitting in the bullpen right now helping out who's been around the game forever like that's where you miss it when he's not on the bench yes certainly you need those you need those and uh, and to be fair unless you have a good dustin pedroia as your so so the the redacted (laughs) fans understand unless you have a a pedroia uh who's a very vocal leader and a veteran of 40 years it felt like um you know not everyone feels comfortable saying something to a pitcher you don't really hang out with all that much you know, you know, Raphael Devers, there's a language barrier, although he speaks decent English. Like, he's probably still not, you know, and he's young. He's still a young kid. Like, he might be the youngest guy on the damn team. So although he's been around for a long time, he might not feel comfortable. Like, you just need that, that pitcher, that, that starting pitcher vibe that Boston's so used to having uh, to, to, to get under these guys. I would never have dreamt to be, I mean, you know, I took it. I remember I told you I took a drink from Clay Buckholz when I was done with the Angels game. It happened to be beer. I couldn't believe it, but like 
I, whatever that man was handing me, I was taking because that's just, you know, I had so much respect for every starting pitcher on that team because and it goes back to, you know, criticism of Hyman, all those guys. It's like, they're, you know, I had Clay Buckholtz as the worst starting pitcher on my fucking team when I was in Boston. Like, I mean, yeah, he was at the end of his career, but it's still fucking Clay motherfucking Buckholtz. And then we have David Price, Rick Porcello, you know, all these fucking guys. It was just, there's just, no, it's just not there in Boston right now. Let me ask you this, Pat, because you mentioned you compared it. I mean, you've played in other markets, but yeah. you mentioned comparing the Boston market to other markets. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that fans expect that much out of you? Like, can that become toxic and exhausting? Or because I think, I think, however you answer this, it's not a universal answer or opinion. It's really based on the player. I think that there are guys, and David Ortiz talked about this, but he's David Ortiz. Like, when you have the ability to go out and be a god, I'm sure that. It's it's quite nice to have a fan base that wants you to win every single night and and will call you out on certain shit uh, that doesn't fly. Uh, but I guess for other players, maybe like maybe I don't know, maybe it's just like a generational thing, like ever like the the younger generation that needs to be coddled. Um, like, is it a good thing or a bad thing that the fans are so smart and that you can't get away with literally anything here? It's again, like like you said, Jared. It is it is player by player. Um, so it's it's like I think I you know again I'm gonna toot my own horn here, but like I think I was exceptionally talented physically, but mentally I just didn't quite have all the you know the I's dotted and T's crossed to be able to compete at the highest level of baseball. I I had a little bit of a hiccups and those and those little bits that guys like Mookie Betts might have. He still he forgets about him. He fucking keeps going, and he's fucking amazing. I let them snowball and turn into the end of my career. So like, it's case by case, and that's why you have to be so careful when you're in Boston, when you're in the Bronx. Um, you gotta be so careful with who you sign because not everyone can handle that type of pressure. You know, it's a lot easier. To, you know, I I always go back to Asia Burnett in in, in Pittsburgh versus the Bronx. Like he was an, a phenomenal Pittsburgh pitcher in Pittsburgh. He was terrible in New York. And it, he's the same fucking guy, but it's different. Like when you pitch, when you, you're only as good as your last outing in Boston and in New York. That's just the way the world works. You know, you can get away with it in Queens as a Met because they just expect to be bad a lot. Uh, so it's kind of different. But in New York and in Boston, you're expected to win a World Series. So it can, it's, it's dependent. It was toxic. It's toxic for certain players. It's, it, you know, for David Ortiz, Dustin Pedroia. It's not only not toxic, but it's thriving. Like you thrive under that shit because you know, like that moment, like the moment David Ortiz hits these homers in big situations, Boston is way more electric than it is in Milwaukee. So the highs are unbelievable. The lows are just as bad. It's people that can handle both are the guys that succeed. And David Ortiz, I mean, I don't know if we've ever seen someone, at least in my, I, I still can't like, I don't think people realize just how good David Ortiz was. I think Boston fans really appreciate him and think that he was a god. I don't think people realize just how fucking good that guy was in clutch situations. Like that it was it was I've never seen someone like that in the history of the game. I think he has the highest win probability added for any player in the, in postseason history. It is I as appreciated as that man was in Boston, I think he's still underappreciated. Like it was unbelievable what that <laughs> motherfucker did in the batter's box. It's just like there was, 
I've never seen someone so fucking confident in my life. It's unbelievable yeah. what that guy did. It still is. It's it's still mind boggling to me. So here's the deal. <clears throat> my Taco Bell's here, but I'm not done with this conversation. So I'm gonna go down and get my Taco Bell. And when we come back, Pat Light gives you Pat's picks, his top five amendments. Uh, that plus reaction to tonight's game. We're gonna hand out some ketchup and we're gonna look ahead. This is this is one of the best bonus pods of all time. And I'm going to have my Taco Bell uh, during the podcast. We'll be right back. Good job, Pat. Thank you. Uh, I, am I, <laughs> this is still recording on Audacity. Yeah, just, so just you're going to get all this. Okay. okay. <laughs> Perfect. So let me look at these Sam amendments. Anyone have any ideas of what amendments I should take out? Some of these are pretty lengthy. I don't. I couldn't even tell you one of them. I don't know and any of them. They're in like they're in like weird language too, like old English. Not old English, but just like almost like legalese, as they say. Oh, so these are in the Constitution. Oh yeah, I they're, thought they're in the. I thought this was a Bible thing. No, not a Bible. Amendments are uh, Constitution. Yeah, Tyler type. keeps thinking commandments. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, is that what, my bad. First, too. <laughs> uh, same thing. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at these now. <laughs> Amendment three, guys. Is I just want to read this to you. No soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any house without consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. The fuck are you talking? Like, you know... You sold- Soldiers can't be in houses that they don't Soldier can't just walk yeah. into your house and be like, I live here now. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to boot it's that kind one. Of a good respect. It's kind of a good rule, though, if that wasn't a rule. No. If that was allowed, that'd be pretty tough. Yeah. How, imagine being a... Nope. I'm here now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's allowed. <laughs> Take my life. I'm taking that room right there. <laughs> Home, homeowners are like, we have to make an amendment. Yeah. To this. I can't give up my Who home. took this amendment out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Amendments. I want, you guys, I want you guys to know this, is without a doubt, my least favorite segment. Yeah, like, I went on Reddit. I haven't been. On, I don't go on Reddit very often. But I was mm-hmm. on Reddit. I created. I created a login for Reddit mm-hmm. just to go on and tell people how much I hated this segment and to please keep telling you <laughs> to stop making me do it. And people didn't do it because they didn't think it was me, but it was. It was me. Jeez, was it your actual name, Pat, or was it a burner? Yes, I I put Pat Light. <laughs> God. I st- I had to stop looking, dude. I-, I was looking at it like so much when we first started the podcast, and I was just like, "This is not good for my mental health." I look, they people like you. I looked well, at least when I looked, they did. When I looked the first time, people hated me because I didn't show up enough. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny," and I was like, "Why, well, guys? Like, I can't keep doing it. Uh, I got things to do." And then, but people love you, Tyler. Okay. I what you're, I don't know. I don't know what negativity you're looking at. People are fucking. It, it wasn't even you. bad. It was just a lot of like the sports radio typical bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's like all I got in the tank so far. So like, you know, I'm 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 learning as I'm here. I think I've become more personable than you know, just spit stats and shut up. Uh, it, honestly, like you're fantastic on the pod because I don't know dick. <laughs> uh, I just can talk baseball out of my ass. So like. Like when I say like, oh, what did I just ask you about the Red Sox right now? There, I don't remember. It was sometimes every time I need a statistic, I can just go to you, which is nice. I don't need to know it. Just call me, and I got you, Pat. Yeah. Wait. So there's more than ten of these amendments. What are these other ones? There, 
there is seemingly like I'm at to 12, 13, 14, 15. I don't know 10. Roman numerals. Yeah, there's a lot. We got 10, 25. We have 27 amendments. Jesus. Yeah, some of these are serious. Good luck, Pat. I have to do my top five. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave Pat's that in. picks. That was a good segment. Did you guys just talk the whole time? Yeah. That's just, awesome. Yeah, just leave it. It's a bonus pod. Who cares? So I don't know what some of these words mean. I mean, come on. Am I going right now? Pat's picks. Jared's trying to eat. Let's go, Pat. Pat's picks. Come on. All right. The number, guys. So just so you you redacted fans at home, number, can can someone, if you, I just want you guys, besides Jared, because he's in Taco Bell, just to go Google the uh, amendments and look at number 12. It is, a, it is a, like a, an aggressively long paragraph. Like it is, we're talking mm-hmm. like, at least 13 to 14 sentences. I, I, oh, I can't wow. keep them. It's a, you see that what I'm saying? It's a yeah. Lot. No, this is, this is significant. Significant. Amendment 14 has five sections. All right, Pat's picks. Pat's picks. Pat's picks. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, I prepared so much for this. I am very pleased to hear this. We're going to make this nice and quick as Jared eats his uh, Nacho Libre. Is that a thing for Taco Bell? That's a movie. that's fixed we're going from number five down to number one of of amendments that i want right uh favorite amendments my favorite amendments yes Mm -hmm. of course number five number five yeah not amendment number five number five of Mm -hmm. the amendments that i like Mm -hmm. uh is amendment number eight Okay, what's that? Um, which I think everyone's going to be on board with. Um, excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. So essentially, this just lays the groundwork for the American judicial system, where we're not, listen, you, you did such and such. We're not going to give you the death penalty. We're going to give you a few years in prison. You know, nothing crazy. So I like that. I like okay. It's really a sense. It's a good pick. It's a great pick. This is ridiculous. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, um, now, number number two, number four is obviously everyone knows that I was going to go with this route. Mm-hmm. Is uh, amendment number ten? Okay. And number, number <clears throat> t- amendment number ten says the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by the by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Now. For those of you not familiar with all of this legalese that we're talking, mm-hmm. essentially it just allows if it's not if in the Constitution, it doesn't give the, the the it doesn't give the law to directly to the federal government. It's for the states or the people, which is mm-hmm. a good baseline baseline amendment. Yeah, that we need, of course. Yeah, make sure you get um, abolishing slavery in there. You definitely don't want that. It's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not four or five, though. That's right. right, right. I'm just making sure that you get that in there. Also, uh, uh, women's right to vote, women's suffrage. I believe it's what the 19th Amendment. Actually, I'm 50. Funny story. So when I was in high school, (laughs) when I was in high school, I remembered I remembered that the 19th Amendment is women's suffrage. 
because Gabe Kapler was uh, number 19 at the time. And all the girls liked Gabe Kapler. So that's, that's how I remember that. And then I remember the 18th Amendment was um, that was prohibition, right? And I remember that because Johnny Damon looks like a, looked like a drunk guy. Sections to Amendment 18. One year. I thought there were only 10. Uh, this is really throwing me off. Those are the commandments. I, yeah, Jake corrected on corrected me on that. I, I got those two confused. I, I didn't realize there was a, a difference. I thought they were more synonyms than anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, nope. Um, okay. Well, funny you mentioned that, Jared. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> because number three is amendment number 19. Women's suffrage, yeah. Women's suffrage, of course. Good pick. It's a good pick, dude. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want women voting on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Congress right. shall have power <laughs> to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Right. Um, so that's number three. Everyone, pick. It's a phenomenal pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared, uh, mm-hmm. let's let's test you because I know the answer, but let's mm-hmm. test you. Which one is slavery? Um, I don't know what number it is. Oh wow! Take I just guess. know it's on there. <clears throat> very very important amendment. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping it makes the list. That's all. Of course, listen, listen. We all have an idea of what will make the list. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're at number two. We're at oh, number no. two. Mm-hmm. Number. <laughs> God, I, God, I really got to make sure I do this right. Um, there are, <laughs> these are some important things in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to put number two. This is going to... I mean, freedom, freedom of the press is probably not going to make the cut, which is No, crazy. no. Freedom of the press is not going to make the cut. Not essential. Freedom, and freedom, no. there's no such thing as freedom of the press. We all just feed people information we want them to believe. Yeah. Um, Pat, not a big free speech guy. No, big free speech guy, but... It's just nonsense. The press just says random things and makes you believe. I feel like I should call Coley for the rest of this. So hold on. Okay. That's perfect. Pat, just real quick, please don't forget number three. Uh, I know we spoke about that while Jared was gone. Yeah, that's number one. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. We don't want that. Just very important to me. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's why I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. Slavery's going to be behind that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do what you have to do. Thank you. Is this not connected? Did I fucked that up. Now, yeah, now it is. Yeah, we don't. All right, now it's connected. Coley? Hello. Hello. Can you guys hear him? Can Col- Col- we can hear him. Can Coley hear, hear us? Yeah. Right? Can you hear them? Now I can, yeah. All right. Hi, Coley. <laughs> um, Hello. We're, uh, <clears throat> we're in the middle of Pat's picks right now, and uh, he's doing the top five amendments. Um, He's gonna be what? Should I run through the top three that I've done so far? Yes, please. Oh god, I shouldn't have suggested that. I don't remember what I did. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, number three was uh, women's suffrage. We want them voting, obviously. (laughs) Them. Uh, (laughs) Those people. Those people. Um. Mm. You continue. I'll be right back. Okay. I just want—I was confused as to what you were doing. Death penalty. Yes, I just don't remember which uh, which number that was. Oh, you no, know, number five was excessive bail in foes. That's the same thing. 
Uh, uh, Coley, number five, my favorite amendment is amendment number eight. Excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. I don't, you know, whatever. You know, the punishment fits the crime, right? Coley, I know you're a big fan of that. Um, does anyone know what my fourth one was? This is a really bad look, Pat. <laughs> you don't remember either, so you're not paying attention. I'm not the one making the list. <laughs> I didn't even know what amendment was five minutes ago, okay? That's true. All right, Coley, we're moving on. I got the top two amendments, Coley, uh, and I think you're going to be excited about them. Uh, First off, how you been, Coley? I'm doing just well, Patrick. How how are you? I'm good. It's it's been too long that we've had the opportunity to speak to each other, so I'm, I'm happy to hear from you. Have you been have you been doing the podcast more because you're financially destitute after what happened in Vegas? Nope. Good. Okay, good. I'm just, listen, just a pal looking out for you. That's all. Yeah, listen, we've been pals for a long time, Coley, and I appreciate that. You've always, you've always looked out for me, uh, regardless of what happens in Las Vegas. Uh, but um, I'm here for the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, number two, which everyone's excited about, mm-hmm. which I just had up. Sorry, I just got to bring up. Um, I mean, you should know it by heart. You've had three months to prepare. Hmm? Repeat what? that. What's up? Jesus Christ! Where is this damn post? Oh well, number two is the slavery one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Amendment thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's Need- two. <laughs> yes. Wait till you hear number one. They uh, <laughs> do. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, mm-hmm. except as wow. This is this is aggressive. Except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall be, have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Section mm-hmm. two of this amendment, Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. This was passed by Congress January 31st, 1865, ratified December 6th, 1865. And there's a note here, a portion of article four or of nine Section two of the Constitution was superseded by the Thirteenth Amendment, which this is the, that this is the Thirteenth Amendment. So that's number two. My favorite amendment, <clears throat> number one, which number one, which everyone has been excited about. And I think, listen, if you go through the amendments, this is probably the one that everyone is expected to be number one. Which which was it was tough. So mm-hmm. I'll give you the what I was. It did, this number two didn't make the list, although I really liked am- Amendment number two, which is a well-regulated militia. Mm-hmm. I always think that we need one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, we always need a good militia. So uh, <laughs> I think that was something that I really wanted to have on board, but uh, just just didn't make the cut. Number right. three, though, <clears throat> no soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war but in a manner to be prescribed by law. So th- what this essentially talks about, this was a real problem back in the 1830s. Um, <clears throat> I feel like slavery clear is harder than this one, but... No, no, Let no, him no, finish, no. please. Let him finish. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go yes. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, so you would think that, and, and that's what a lot of people don't understand, is mm-hmm. back in the 1830s, um, 1830s late, eight, late, late 1820s, um, soldiers, uh, when they were in war or in peace, would just run into people's houses and take them over um, and say, well, I'm a soldier. And no. that, that was a real problem. We had, we had, you were talking about, you is know, that what that Eminem song was about? Yeah. 
Eminem song, <laughs> Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, what what year what what year did you just say? Eighteen thirty. In the in, in the ballpark of the thirties, <laughs> for sure. And I just want to double check. During this time, when this was a big problem, uh, your number two that wasn't until eighteen sixty five. Did I hear that correct? According to the list, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I still would argue in eighteen thirty this was not the biggest problem. <laughs> Cole, you're breaking up. I, I, I can't. We can't hear you. I think the soundboard's messing mm-hmm. up. Coy, we're really happy to have you, man. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch soon. Mm-hmm. Coley Mick, everyone. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, because there was a part of the 13th Amendment that I don't think I was uh, privy to. It's one of those things I think people are like, yep, no, no slavery, bad. Um, and they just didn't read it. There was a part at the end there that I think, like, I can already see the dominoes falling where it was like, yeah, Congress can actually enslave people if they want still, uh, according to what Pat just said. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can just see the box of worms opening uh, during the, the times we're in. I think we can all agree times are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pat may have just brought back slavery. That's true. <clears throat> That's true. You should make it number one, Pat. You should do a little flip flop. Also, no, theor- theor- freedom, of the, freedom of the press, freedom of speech. Didn't no. make the cut. No. Um, no. <laughs> you don't the, understand, Jared. This, this guy's got why. like a fucking freedom of vacuum designing on here. <laughs> you don't understand mm-hmm. the problems that were in, were happening back in the mm-hmm. in the eighteen thirties when soldiers were running into people's houses and taking them over. Imagine being in your home right now, Jared. Yeah, and a soldier being like, "Hey, I'm a soldier. My house now." That would piss be, me off for sure. You'd be homeless. You you'd be homeless, and you know when you're homeless. Freedom press is meaningless to you. You got to have a home mm-hmm. to receive because you know the Boston Herald doesn't just send you a, a, a post on the corner of the street. They got to have an address. The house right? is the foundation of society. The mm-hmm. House is the foundation, of the American dream. However, Coley brings up a good point, uh, <laughs> and the point that he brings up, which one was uh, that? The of that theoretically, according to this um, HR. Uh, hrlibrary.umn.edu My favorite website. (laughs) It's a great (laughs) website. According to what he's saying, theoretically, he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. According to this amendment and how it's written, if you were to... If Jared were to commit a crime, Mm -hmm. it would appear as though the judge can impose slavery to the person that he committed the crime against. Uh, based off the amendment. Because, again, I'll read it again. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except <laughs> as a punishment for crime, whereof, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, which we all know that's America just, American justice system, which mm-hmm. never gets anything wrong, mm-hmm. um, shall exist within the United States. So you can't be a slave or be in involuntary servitude, um, but unless you commit a crime and the judge convicts you, he can give you, he can make you a slave in this day and age, theoretically, unless this is not up to date. But this is Coley Mick's favorite website, so I can't imagine this not being up to date. I mean, can, right, they, yeah, can no, they change I, the amendments? No, oh, right. Well, That's they, what the word amendment means. Yeah. You can amend the amendments? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right now, under, under, under the law, like if I stole Coley's car 
the judge could make me a holy slave. Well, theoretically speaking, the punish according to the amendments of one of the amendments that I put in the list, which is why I put in the list, Jared. Right. Was there is no such thing as an excessive uh, punishment. That's Amendment Eight. Got it. <clears throat> so he would the punishment would have to fit the crime. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it breaks Amendment Eight. But um, it is ridiculous that we're talking about this. <laughs> but <laughs> Amendment um, Thirteen, right? Yeah, Amendment Thirteen. As long as you were to do something that a, a punishment by the the judge could give you a slavery if he thought it was it fit the crime. The video, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so that'd be a tough sentence. That would be tough. Yeah, I wonder when the last time a judge imposed that as a punishment. I bet it's been a while. I feel like they've been, they, someone's been waiting. That's like when Belichick remembers a name and then like 1931, and he waits until he's down like 21 in a big game to break it out. That's that's what some judge out there is sitting on. He's like, Yeah, I've got, I've got the big ass in my back pocket. I've been waiting to slam on someone I'm suspecting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, we also, by the way, thank you. Pat's Picks. Good job. That's Pat's but, Picks. But I just want to give a quick thing. I just did a, a quick Google search. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of June 24th, 2020, uh, CNN put out an article. Over a, The first line of the article is, and this is, again, 2020 is very recent. Over 150 years ago, the federal government put in an, put to an end to particularly uh, practically all forms, sorry, practically all forms of slavery, but the 13th Amendment allowed an exception, slavery as punishment for crimes. They haven't been able, as of this time in Ohio, to get rid of that part of the amendment. So as, as, far, as, as early as June 24th, or as late as June 24th, 2020, in Ohio, that's still allowed. Oh, interesting. Don't move to Ohio, folks. <clears throat> yeah, don't move to be a slave. That, like, that means... That means someone's been like really arguing. Like, listen, all I'm saying is we just wanted this an option. We can't. Let's not act too rash. <laughs> um. All right. So next week, uh, Pat's picks top five aquariums. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> top five aquariums. Pat's picks next week. Yeah. Well, everyone knows I have those, but um, isn't it every sixth episode that I show up to? No. Okay. No, it's not. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, the Red Sox won a series, which means that we got to give away the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. Uh, Coley, um, we would have we called you right now, but I, I feel like I could not have... Fa- where, where the direction of Pat's picks was going, I feel like for safety, I needed you to be present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I've just incredible he was like yeah slavery was fine to get rid of i guess but it yeah. wasn't number one right it wasn't number one yeah this is coming from the guy who had the vacuum on the top inventions prior to 1950 and left off an abundance of incredibly important things yeah tv was like 10 vacuum was nine i think that was the thing. no vacuum yeah yeah yeah, yeah, vacuum yeah. Was ahead. yeah i think vacuum because it was that was back when it was Pat's twelve pack. So I think the vacuum, like you had the pen and the pencil separately. Of course, <laughs> of course. You know what he didn't have on best inventions: the uh, abolition of slavery. So yeah, did. that didn't crack the top twelve. That did not crack. Yeah, I mean, this was a big time redemption. Pat's picks for you. 
Um, we did, Coley, unfortunately. Great, yeah. Coley, great to hear from you, man. Coley, great <laughs> everyone. Uh, it was really good to have him on the pod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You act like I'm the one who forced you to put play, the abolition of slavery second. I didn't do that. I had no say in that. <laughs> I have text chats from you stating, uh, in all caps from Coley, I love slavery. <laughs> wow. That's wow. damning, if true. You, you heard it. You heard it. <laughs> that, yeah, that would definitely be a tough look. No, yeah, that's <laughs> that would be a tough look. Incredibly, people damaged. forget I, moon, I moonlight as a governor in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Red Sox won their first series against an American League East team tonight with a four to three victory over the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Coley, who who would you be? Who would you pick as your Clark's Ketchup Series MVP with just this one game? Was this a makeup from earlier in the season? Uh, it, right? Was it? I don't even. Yeah, it must have been. I don't know. Maybe it was like from like the fucking. Uh, I think it was like from the, the opening water. weekend. Mm. Yeah, it would have. That's the only thing I got. I don't remember. I don't remember really any rainouts this year. Well, they played um, them in a five game series. They're like, well, we can't play six. That would be outrageous. <laughs> so let's play five and then one. Um. It's tough. Xander scored a run, drove in a run. Uh, Tommy Pham's the best player in baseball. Schreiber put his dick on the mound for two innings. I feel like that needs to be acknowledged. But I feel like the best man in baseball, coming back from just a, a horrific knee injury, it kind of Kirk Gibson esque when you really break down what Hosmer did tonight. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna give it to Fam. <laughs> All right, uh, Tommy Fam. Tommy Fam gets vote number one. Oh man, um, I'll be honest. I'm probably gonna go Schreiber here for a six out save because it's a one run ball game. I don't know. I don't know that anyone else would have gotten the job done. I think that was a very clear someone's going to fuck this up if you go Schreiber in the eighth and then anyone else in the ninth. Like that game was probably getting blown and potentially turned into a loss. Uh, so for putting his nuts on the table and a six out save, I, I think I'm going to vote for John Schreiber here. Um, Tyler? Yeah, I got to go Schreiber as well. Ooh, okay. Uh, have to. Four save of the season. He's down to a 180 ERA. And after watching whether it was Darwin's and Hernandez attempt to play baseball, you know, the last couple of weeks or so, don't need that. Ryan Brazier, Caleb Ort, whatever it is, Tanner Houck down. Garrett Whitlock not available. Thank you, John Schreiber. Jake? I was pumped because I thought Coley was going Hosmer, but in classic Coley fashion, he went fam. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Hosmer because I think he needs some recognition for that uh that double in the sixth. Sneaky hitting 356 at Fenway Park now in his career in 26 games. Really likes Boston, <clears throat> loves Boston. Why wouldn't he? Um. All right, John Schreiber, Clark Ketchup Series MVP. Wow. Oh, Pat, Pat, uh, I forgot. See, this is what happens. This is what That's, happens when you put women's suffrage up third. I forget that you have the right to vote too. <laughs> Pat, what's your vote? The answer to your question, J 
Jared, is mm-hmm. John Shriver. That is, and he is the answer. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. I would like to give an honorable mention to to Hosmer. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's certainly an honorable mention, but it just. I mean, this the, we just the pigeon gives us up all the time. So uh, although uh, it's a great hit, and he's mm-hmm. on, he did two hits. Yeah, I think he had tonight. Uh, he did well. He did. Yeah, but I mean, uh, we Schreiber was much more necessary than than what Hosmer did. So yeah, can we the answer? Can can we give an honorable mention to Matt Barnes as well, please? Yeah. I think I think this version of Matt Barnes we saw tonight: two strikeouts, him fired up, walking off the mound, gets Adley Rutschman of all guys. He deserves some love for what Matt he's been Barnes. through the last year. 96 to punch out Adley Rutschman. Mm-hmm. That's the Matt Barnes we need moving forward. Matt Barnes. Yep. <laughs> Is Coley clapping? Are you clapping, Coley? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? I, I'm, I'm thrilled Matt Barnes can strike out rookies. That's big. Whoa. That's wow. Big. Adley Rushman already leads the fucking Orioles and wins above replacement. He got called up in late May. The season fucking started in May. I don't know. What does that mean? (laughs) No, Cole. It's a bad take. Listen, Adley Rushman's good. Really good. Very good. I don't... I can't be like, congrats to Matt Barnes for striking out the rookie. Like, not even the rookie of the year. Like, what do we do? All I heard was Cole say, congrats to Matt Barnes. That's it. Okay, he lowered his ERA to 7.08. All right. Hey, he was, that's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, to Matt Barnes, lowering his ERA to 7.08. Yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 the bar with this team has never been lower. <laughs> never in my life has it been lower. I, I love where we're at right now. I love, I, I love where the Red Sox are at. People don't get that. Um, Sweet. You know, the, Red Sox, the Red Sox formula of just finishing in last place being like, that's the warning sign that we're about to win a championship. I fucking love where we're at. It's it just nonstop. If it's not last place, it's championship. So all that means is the fucking rings coming right around the corner. Pat, you just looked at your watch. You got somewhere to fucking be at midnight on a goddamn Thursday. You drunk. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I, I don't, you know, want to throw you under the bus or anything, but we talked at the beginning of this podcast about mm-hmm. saying nice things about your friend and yeah, but like, listen, <laughs> we have, we're not even, it, it's been maybe 50 minutes it, yeah, you've been eating for at least 15 you- minutes. Yeah, no, I listen. No, no, I had Taco no, Bell. I'm excited. No, 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 no. It's Pat's turn now. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> so I fucking come on this damn podcast mm-hmm. all right i love the i love the redacted pie i love that coley's here for this because this this needs to be heard i come on this podcast i leave my dinner to make sure that i come down come come home early we appreciate it get while drunk home, while hammered to come home to do this mm-hmm. you understand and mm-hmm. this is the thanks that i get i i you asked me to be on here for three mm-hmm. episodes this week Yep. I have delivered. You've delivered and then some. You've I've been the MVP of the week. I've delivered my three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Coley. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and this is the thanks I get, Jared. Pat, 
let me just sit here and tell you right now, I've never been more proud of you, more thankful to call you a friend, a co-host, uh, a mentor, a uh, business partner. And uh, listen, if there's anyone else in this world, I, I would prefer to, to, to row upstream in this thing we call life. It would, it would be Coley. But after that, it would be you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a show. What a show. Coley, you have any, uh, you got any, you got any takes? Adley Rushman, literally, no one gave up a hit to Adley Rushman today. We're giving this guy fucking, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I mean, what's he hitting on the year? The 250. Oh, let's not let's not start citing batting average out here as yeah. the way we're going to grade that, Adley Rushman. What's he hitting on the it's a, he has a 128 OPS plus, Coley. It's a 128 OPS plus, 28% above league average. He is a very good hitter. 28 points above league average, yeah. That's, I mean, I listen, you ask what's he hitting on the air. That clearly means average. We're, I, we're, we're talking overall as a hitter. Overall hitter performance. No one's asking to give Matt Barnes the world, but for a guy who's ate shit for a year straight, I'm going to give him some love after striking out the first two guys since coming off the IL for him. I'm going to give him some love. That's it. Right. Yeah, Congratulations, Matt Barnes. Yeah. Good job, Matt Barnes. This is like Duran catching like a, a pop fly in warm-ups. Like we're gonna roll out the red carpet. Like this is it's more of an it's I'm not even saying it's like a it, it is negative for Matt Barnes. It's really bad luck. But it's more just like where the team is that it's like, yeah, Matt Barnes doesn't look like he's dying out there anymore. Like that's that's a tough look for the season. It's all about 2023 now, baby. Mm -hmm. and, and if he's part of the plans, I'm not looking forward to 2030. <laughs> we got to make he's this extension look sports. just a little better. That's it. He's bad at sports. Like, no one's trading for him. If we have to wave Jackie, we're going to have to wave Maddie, too. Feels personal. Yeah, It's not. I've, I've, you know that I've never trusted him. So the year he was a closer, I, the whole time I was like, "Is we sure this is going to work?" And then it didn't. We're, we're not asking for Matt Barnes to be a closer anymore. We we have other options. We just be serviceable, be a big league pitcher. I have my doubts. They're fair, Coley. They're fair. I've got my doubts. Schreiber, like Schreiber, I have my doubts about him next year, and he's done nothing to deserve that in a Red Sox uniform, but. His career hasn't existed just in a Red Sox uniform, so I'm 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 cautious. I'm more with him. I'm cautiously optimistic. With Matt Barnes, it's like I I feel like we got a lot of tape on this guy. I feel like there's a lot of tape. Great outing for Matt Barnes tonight. <laughs> it was a great outing for Matt Barnes tonight. He was nailed. He was fucking nailed against a playoff team, Coley. It is a playoff team. Mm -hmm. that I, I have no arguments for that. It, honestly, Matt Barnes knocked the Orioles out of the playoffs tonight. Single-handedly. Think about well, it. If that were true, one person would have voted him MVP. He didn't get a single vote. He was part of we it. We had to yell at Matt about being a drunk for 20 minutes before we got to Matt Barnes. Mm -hmm. He got a packet. He got a packet. I just want yeah, to say yeah. that I agree with Coley that uh, it was unnecessary to yell at me for being a drunk for, <laughs> until we got to Matt Barnes. So thank you, Coley. 
course, Pat. I've, no one's ever had your back more than me. That's just a fact. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting carried away now, but I appreciate it. <laughs> what can you disagree with about that? When, a lot. When have I, I ever know. not had your back? Oh, almost the entire time I've known you. What? <laughs> can we go back to 2016 and see tweets from Coley made before he knew me about me? Was yes. he on Section 10 at that time? No. No. <clears throat> not until 18. I mean, we can go back and... Oh! <sighs> All right, next week. This next So this, week, is, a bon- week, this is a bonus pod, Coley. This yeah. is... Uh, we've already... Because it was a one-game series, we promised we would do a bonus pod just for this one-game series. Because okay. we weren't going to not give out Clark's catch-up MVP. Uh, but there is... And I know how to do it. It's difficult to explain, but I know how to do it. We're going to go back and look at the tweets that Pat got the night that he pitched against the Angels and gave up 23 runs. <laughs> yeah, first off, there's two things, two things here. Two things here. There's only didn't seven. Didn't love the laugh. Didn't love the laugh, yes. And two, I'm not 20. I didn't give up all the runs. No, but like it felt like it. Oh, believe me. I know. I was there. <laughs> Uh, do you so like the Blue Jays game that happened? What was that like a month ago at this point? A few weeks ago. What, do you watch that? And like, do you have like empathy, or are you like, I'm glad it's happening to someone else? Like, how? Walk me through your mindset when that happens. Well, I mean, for the lack of entertainment for the fans, I my my reaction is similar to the reaction I had on Twitter yesterday with Darwin's and Hernandez. I do. I have a tremendous amount of empathy because although I take it well. Uh, it still felt like shit for me, uh. So I could imagine it's it's a really shitty feeling. So I do feel bad for the guys that it happens to because you're in the big leagues trying to do well, especially these young guys. But in the big leagues trying to do well, and then they end up fucking sucking. Uh, not a great feeling. Yeah, I mean we're probably what like a month ish removed from that game, <clears throat> so it's not that far. But thinking about it, that game, there's not one guy that stands out where I'm like, that guy got shellacked. Like. Everyone sucked in that game. Yeah, everyone. It was a team effort. Yeah, like there was no one in that Blue Jays game where I was like, that guy, he got absolutely uh, pasted in this game. But the Angels game. To be fair, I came into like a 15-2 to two game. Yeah, but you could have kept it within 13. All, you didn't. I'm, I, listen, I am not <laughs> suggesting in any manner that I also didn't get hit well. What I'm saying is what you were implying there that everyone's like, wow, Angels game, Pat Light is horrible. Well, in fairness, Everyone Pat, was bad. In fairness, Pat, <clears throat> the, the reason why everyone remembers you from that game is kind of because of you. Yes. Well, it's the only thing I can go off of. Other, it, like, if I don't do that, I have to talk about my intentional walk in Minnesota, which I don't want to be. Uh, right. to, like Heath I also Hem- Heath Hembry's not out here making TikToks about getting fucking laced by Albert Pujols in in twenty sixteen. You know. I, yeah. I also think the twenty three sixty three ERA. When you look back and you also see that number, it can be a little tough to not think Pat gave up every single run in that game. I can certainly. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Pat. It's okay. It's okay. I missed mm. that laugh from Coley. All those, those belly laughs. I'm just picturing you just like 
cars, like, or who was managing that? Farrell? Wow. Farrell just had, Farrell. everyone else, like, had bird flu or something, and they were like, listen, Pat, we need you for eight. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You just got to go out there. <laughs> I, I listen. Part of that story, like I've told it a thousand times, was what I came out of that game after give, after the first inning, giving up like five runs and walking out. I'm like, well, that was the end of that. At least I'm not going back <laughs> out there. And I take a step into the bolt into the dugout, and Farrell slaps me on the ass, like, "Go get him next to him." <laughs> Did you just see that? I was terrible. Like, why am I going back out? That was that was horrible. Why am I? Did why? And. <laughs> Uh, I remember walking down to the end of the bullpen and sitting next to Mookie Betts and Travis Shaw, and being like, "I'd be like, yes, you'll you'll never believe this." I'm like, well, I was like, I'm going back in the game, <laughs> and both of them were like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" That that was the day Mookie started thinking about like, do I want to stay here long term? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of the end, right there. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. Judgment. I mean, if I'm Moogie Betts there, I, I'm thinking the, the the there's not good judgment at the top here. Oh yeah, I, I'm t- I'm t- I'm not even blaming you. I'm blaming Farrell. Like it's yeah. it was obvious you didn't have it that night, and Farrell was like, "Get back out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> go get him, kid." And then he yells at me at the end of the game, like you put me out there, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted what Derek go pull up the tweets from that night, but then also pull up. Farrell's post game because I want to hear him say Pat had good stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of Christmas on his fastball, and uh, he just had really good stuff. He he was not very positive in my end of game meeting. <laughs> no, did you get sent down after that? Oh yeah, the next day or that <laughs> night. Uh, theoretically, I mean, the move happens the next day, but I I was called into the office. Oh, I don't even know if I took my cleats off yet. <laughs> wow. In uniform. <laughs> they told them on a mound business. They were like, listen, pal. <laughs> enjoy the drive back to Pawtucket. You're still staying in, but we're letting you know you're going back down. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't good. I, the reason I remember it happened so quickly was because Carl Willis was our pitching coach mm. and he was upset because he's supposed to be in the meeting and they did not wait for him. Right. So they couldn't wait to quick. fucking tell you that you're leaving. <laughs> no. It wasn't even John Farrell that came and got me. Mike Hazen got me, the GM. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there next to Pedroia. Like, Mike, Mike comes and say, Mike, I'm like, Pat, come on in. The John wants to see you. I was like, well, I wonder what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> Contract extension so soon? <laughs> so soon? Oh, man. That's tough. I'm sorry you went through this, Pat. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was a little strange that Mike, the GM, the president of baseball ops, and the manager were in the meeting to send down the AAA reliever. But oh, you, you, know, you have to do something special for that to happen. That's for sure. They brought in the looking, whole organization to be like, honestly, get the ba- fuck out of John here. Henry coming down. <laughs> looking back, I think what probably was happening in that meeting, like I'm sure Dave, Dave Dombrowski doesn't want to be in that meeting. They flew out. in Pedro. They were like, can you believe this fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> oh man so episode 37 thanks for tuning in guys this is the Karabas pod redacted whatever it is um, they flew in Carl Yastrzemski to fucking <laughs> tell Pat to kick rocks like, and now the legendary Carl Yastrzemski number 8 you know him Hall of Famer class of 89 
mean, hey, I was still a fan, you know? <laughs> I think the reason why you're so endearing to people pe- <clears throat> is because uh, you, uh, you stared adversity in the face and, and what did you do with it? You turned it into a multi-million dollar industry uh, as someone who makes, Cole, he, he told us before the show that he makes $20 million a year. So if that's not an inspiration story, uh, I don't know what that is. You know, the guy was in baseball for a long time and he got told to kick rocks by so many individuals. Um, but then he became a, a multi, multi, multi-millionaire in the service industry. So yeah, the, the part of the conversation where this always ends up that Pat uh, conveniently forgets every time, like I give him so much credit. There's, there's people who like go crawl in a hole and never like had like better technically better careers than pat uh and they're like so embarrassed they never even think about it nor like talk to people about it again and pat sits here from me and like (laughs) jared like just people who never even came close like we got told by a guy who (laughs) worked like in a chevy dealership that we weren't good (laughs) enough to keep playing Pat got at least told by like one of the three most important organizations in baseball. Like, yeah, no, you can, you're going to go play for the Twins. That's what we're going to do for you. Mm-hmm. Worst things Thank have you, happened. Billy. Worst things have happened. Yes. Like slavery, which Pat doesn't think was that bad. Right. No, I, I think I, number two. I number just two. don't want, I just don't want soldiers coming in, taking people's homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. Thank you for standing up for us. We're, like if the soul, let's let's walk through this right now. Let's say a soldier knocks on your door tonight, Pat. What are you, are you gonna cite the amendments that he can't come in? What are you gonna do? I'm one hundred percent amendment number. <clears throat> hold on, amendment. I would one hundred percent immediately incite amendment number <clears throat> four, three, three. Amendment number three. Amendment three, yeah, one hundred percent. I printed out for him. I give him a, a printout as well, and I'd highlight. And so, so then when yeah. he just like kind of walks past you, uh, <laughs> it lays out on your couch. Doesn't even take his boots off. Like you're gonna call the cops? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm gonna when they come, I say, guys, I have someone in here that is breaking Amendment number three, and then I I would tell them what the amendment is, just so they're aware. And then I would hand give the I would print out multiple copies just in case multiple cops showed up. I'd hand to everyone as a handout. <laughs> Mm. I think it's great. So I already see the headlines like former uh, Red Sox <laughs> pitcher calls police on troops. Um, <laughs> well, if they came and tried to take my home, <laughs> it's just quartered. Like he's just going to sleep there for a while. Pat doesn't support the troops. Not in Hoboken. <laughs> What do they do? They don't need quartering here. Yet. There's a Marriott down the street. <laughs> Get him a room. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure you got plenty of credits in like the win out in Vegas. They can stay there. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a fun trip. Call you a Misty out there. They listen. They always miss me out there. I've never been. Probably never will. Maybe one day. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> All right. Um, Great stuff. Stop and shop. Look ahead. 
The Stop and Shop Look Ahead is brought to you by Stop and Shop, Coley. Did you know that? The shop? The big shop. That's right. Stop and shop. Uh, look ahead. Did I even get the fucking Stop and Shop Look Ahead? What's today? The 12th? Yeah, playing the yeah. Yankees. <clears throat> they are playing the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're doing something this weekend. Yeah, they're going to win Sunday. I, uh, they're going to they're going to win Sunday or they're going to lose in aggressive fashion. Yeah. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> uh Friday night Domingo Herman versus Nathan Avaldi. Saturday Frankie Montas versus Cutter Crawford. And then Sunday Jameson Tyon who I fucking hate is getting the start on my night and they haven't even named a starter yet Wait. for the Red Sox. It'll be Michael Walker making his return to the Red Sox. Ooh, the return of Walker. Walker comes back on Sunday for uh I I talked to Coley about this I think yesterday or the day before. Um so the throwing out the first pitch thing is is for Goslings. And they made me a baseball jersey. And Coley was like, is Carabas on the back or is Rocket on the back? And I was like, I don't remember what I told them. They asked me which one I wanted. And I don't remember what I said that day. Uh, so I don't know what the jersey's going to look like. Pat, um, do you have any advice for me for Sunday? We're throwing out the first pitch? Throwing out the first pitch, yeah. Um. No, don't do. Uh, I've given out. <laughs> I've given out first first pitch advice several times, mm-hmm. and the advice <clears throat> I always give, it's very on brand for me, is don't do your best Pat Light impression, and you'll be fine. Right. I mean, I, I think what I'm probably going to end up doing is just wearing spikes and just fucking chew up the rubber out there, and just really just throw a pitch. Like, if it's a first pitch, it's a first pitch. Like, don't put me in a position to where I have to wear sneakers on the mound. And then now, what if I if I sail one wide right? It's because I'm not used to pitching with sneakers on. If you ruin the mound. I'm not going to ruin it. I know how to I know how to make a mound. I, I would make the, the holes where they're supposed to be. Yeah, but, but you don't have it won't be the same holes as the guy that's pitching. Mm, who cares if it's Tyon? But what it's about Michael Walker? And he has it an is, injury history. Me and Walker talk. Me and Walker talk about what we like on the mound. Yeah, talk about this. Yeah, we got similar hole preferences. Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if you wear spikes, <laughs> <laughs> have to have to. What am I supposed to do, dude? It's a first pitch. Yeah, but. Do what everyone else has done in the history of time when they throw in first pitches, which is wear shoes. Spikes. I got to do it. Full spikes. Full uni. Yeah. You got to be full uni if you're doing spikes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I can't wear fucking jeans out there. Are you doing high socks or or, uh, nice pants down? I wear high socks in the outfield, low pants when I pitch. Gotcha. Yeah. I was the opposite. Who the fuck wears high socks when they pitch? Actually, I like. I mean, this will surprise you. The local little leagues didn't have pants long enough for a young McMahon. Um, 
So I needed as full uh, range of extension as possible when I was when I was on the mound. Right. You know, a lot of people wore high socks when they pitched uh, to make them look taller. Really? More menacing, yeah. Because it's if it just like kind of blends in, it doesn't doesn't quite look as big. Uh, if you if you like Chris Sale in like high socks, they the guys always look bigger. I'm gonna start wearing high socks like to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. <clears throat> um, all right, then. So Domingo Herman versus Nate Evaldi. That's a win for the Red Sox on Friday. Frankie Montas versus Cutter Crawford. He sucks. Frankie Montas legitimately sucks uh, when he doesn't pitch in Oakland. His ERA is like five when he's not in Oakland. Cutter Crawford's a baller. Uh, and then Jamison Tyon also sucks. And Michael Walker is going to be great. So I got a, I got a sweep for the Red Sox. Um, Coley? Pat, were you in the organization with Montas at the same time? Yes, I played on several teams with him. I didn't really hear that. Yes, I played on uh, a few teams with him. Is, was he, is he like a good guy or is he a piece of shit? Uh, really, really nice guy. Who's this? Montas. Frankie Montas. You played with Montas? Yeah, he played yeah, he was with in the organization. Yeah, at the very least, Greenville. I remember playing with him in the Greenville because I remember him, him hitting 100 for the first time. Was that the Bailey trade? Was that what he was saying? I think it was the PV three-way, right? Because he got shipped to... Wasn't that part of that three-way trade? I thought him and I thought him and Reddick were in the same deal for some reason. I could be wrong. He was traded to the White Sox. Okay, so yeah, it would be PV then. Uh, Tigers... Sent Avisail Garcia to the White Sox. The Detroit Tigers sent Brian Villarreal to the Red Sox. The White Sox sent Jake Peavy to the Red Sox. And the Red Sox sent Jose Iglesias to the Tigers. I feel like we lost that trade. Yeah, I mean, Peavy wasn't super instrumental in that championship. No, he ate up innings, but like... That's like a nice, that's like talking about Matt Barnes' performance tonight. It's not that nice. Like Jake Peavy, he did buy a duck boat, though. Yeah. He did buy a duck boat. Yeah, he loved it here. Uh, he just really didn't contribute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was definitely there. Jake Peavy like the, with the Red cleaned Sox. Up in that, deal. that was a great deal for the White Sox. He had a four ERA with the Red Sox. Well, that's not as bad as I remember. Uh, and then the year after, he really sucked. He also brought Heath Embry here when he got shipped to San Francisco. That's right. And then the connection to Pat is that Heath Hembry was actually the worst pitcher in that game against the Angels, not Pat White. Boom. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Coley, <laughs> um, prediction? I'm in a weird spot where like I'm kind of all in on tanking at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's clouded my judgment when it comes to predicting a series. Last time they were here we split and it it didn't feel like the Yankees and the A's are like objectively not that good right now. Um uh, and haven't been for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Which you just hate to see. It's like just two dog shit teams playing. I can't remember the last time both teams were this bad. Yeah. So my fear is like the Red Sox obviously suck. 
and the Yankees are playing bad baseball. And normally, if the Red Sox are at least in the playoff picture, it's like, all right, you know, this is where they wake up and they get going. Uh, but the Red Sox are actually bad and the Yankees are actually good. They're just playing bad. So, like, we could be it's the like shitty team that wakes up the Yankees, basically. Right. Right. Yeah, I could see, like, uh, Friday we win big and then they're like, you know what, fuck this. And <laughs> just win the next two by 25 combined runs. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. I don't think I don't think we'll be giving up catch up Sunday night. What's your pick? One and two. Okay. Um, Pat. Uh, can you just run back? Who's the Sunday matchup? Is Talion versus who? Uh, Michael Walker. I'm going to go the Sox take two of three. Wow. I like the matchups. I like Waka coming back. I think he's been pitched. He pitched well pr- prior, but I mean, it's 50 50. And I, I obviously I like Evaldi. And then Montas is Saturday, right? Yes. And, and Montas from, I mean, as a teammate, I remember, I don't, I don't know. I've, I haven't really followed his career, but uh, I never really thought, I thought he was like, everyone always thought used to think like the running, not joke. The running thing with Montas was that he threw the easiest hundred, mm-hmm. uh, like the easiest to hit hundred he's that anyone's ever seen. Like he always seemed to find barrels. So um, if we don't win one of those the Saturday, the Friday or Sunday game, I think we have a chance to still sneak one out on Saturday. So I, I give us a chance, a good chance at win two or three. Okay, Frankie Montas, uh, his ERA is over six when he doesn't pitch in Oakland. So. <laughs> Are they playing this game in Oakland? No. Ah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <clears throat> for us. Yeah. ERA is six eleven when he uh, doesn't pitch in Oakland this year. So it's not what you're looking for. It's not what you're looking for out of a guy that you just traded a bunch of prospects for to essentially be your ace because Garrett Cole sucks too. That's why they, they're hiding him in this series because they don't want to ruin his confidence. Uh, Tyler. Yeah, you know, I kind of been where Coley's been with the uh, negativity, um, but I'm going to go two out of three this series. Uh, I'll be honest. Now, I'm going two out of three here, but it's because you have the Pirates coming up next, and I fully expect things something terrible to happen against Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, so we'll have a nice high. I think they'll, you know, the Red Sox have had the Yankees number at times this year, even when things were as bad as they were in July. But you do get Michael Walker back. Rich Hill will be in the bullpen giving you a little help. Um and Garrett Whitlock didn't have to pitch today. So I think you have a little energy there um, and maybe someone you can lean on tomorrow to pair with Nate. And if you're asking me, can you pull out Cutter Crawford versus Fink- Frankie Montas or Tyon versus Waka? I don't think that's impossible, especially since you'll have Schreiber eventually for one of those games. So I think we have a fun series against the Yankees, but probably brought back down to earth against the Pirates. Interesting take. Um, Got Jake? a problem? No, 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 no problem. No problem. Just, just you know. I mean, it would make sense. Just making sure. Yeah, Is it in Pittsburgh or Boston? Pittsburgh. Fuck! I wanted to see what O'Neill Cruz could like. He would take out that red seat. Easy. No problem. Easy. Yeah. Um, Jake. Uh, to me, it feels like a pretty easy Red Sox sweep. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I am. That's exactly where I'm at after looking at those matchups. Jake's always been the voice of reason on this program. I agree with that. Since day one. 
day one. Um, all right. So that I mean, technically, I mean, we just swept a series, so it makes like, why not do it again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're hot, you're hot. And the Red Sox just swept a playoff team. So <clears throat> I'm glad that our quick bonus pod is at the hour and a half mark. We I said that we were going to do about 30 minutes. Um, Pat looked at his watch about a half an hour ago. Pat, you got you got big plans tonight, Sandra over again? Yeah, but yeah, I have a big day tomorrow. Again. What are you doing tomorrow? I have a appearance on uh, the show that me and you appear on every now and again. Oh, it will be network. Yep, and then I'm down to Atlantic City for the evening for a little soiree. Bye. Then I'm back. Okay. Good luck with that. Um, Thank you. Tyler, are you going into any games this weekend? I'm not, but I'm about to watch the Patriots preseason game after this because I need to have a clue what I'm doing at work tomorrow, and I was way into the Red Sox game tonight. So Beautiful. I have Jake, a lot of regrets. You going to any games, Jake? Yeah, I'm going Sunday. Fuck yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, Jake. Cole, are you, uh, you making the venture down from, from uh, Canada, Montreal, Quebec? Sure, <clears throat> Sunday or any of the just games. any game. You don't have to. You know, I mean, it'd be nice if you fucking came on Sunday, but you don't have to be there. I get it. I, it's been talked about. It's it's not looking promising, but it's been discussed in the household. I mean, can you get them to move it to Sunday afternoon baseball? I mean, it's Sunday night baseball. Bring bring your fucking baby. What about? Sunday night baseball um, at, at the Portland at Haddock Field in Portland. I mean, you could just lie and say that you're going to that game, but then come here. Yeah, I'm just at the stadium, ten minutes away. Why do you ask? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like if you need me, I'm gonna need about an hour heads up, though. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, nothing urgent, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> it takes forever to get out of these aisles. <laughs> the parking lot is a fucking nightmare here at the lock. That's why they, it's, they call it the gridlock after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> if, uh, if any of you listening are going to the game on Sunday, just make sure you're getting your seats early. The real show. I think it's very funny that I think it's very funny that Jameson Tyon is pitching that game. The, he if he's like big into like blocking people on Twitter and you know that he has seen the people chirping him about unfollowing me. So when he's warming up in the bullpen to enter the game, they're going to be like Jared Carabas. And I, I, I hope that he gives up fucking 14 runs in the first. <coughs> that would be amazing. <clears throat> would you prefer to be cold, though? Uh... Yeah, yeah, I would. But I feel like Cole is probably more locked in. Pre-game. No, he's not. They're, if Easily they distracted. Back by a second, he's like, well, I, how am I supposed to pitch in these conditions? Yeah. I just, really, Crystal could be involved. I, I mean, like, also, I mean, I feel like Garrett Cole might know my face. I don't know if he knows my name. I know Tyon knows me. I know that. Like, we've met a couple times. I have a feeling Cole knows who you are. Maybe. Call it a hunch. 
Yeah, maybe. It would Who's be the guy that does that that completely accurate impression of my voice. I I need to know this man. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, his family knows. Every every player's oh, yeah. family is very online on behalf of the player. So, if anyone's saying anything mean about a player, it's like you're you're oh. in more hot water with the family than you are with the actual player most times. Like Kainer Falafa's like uncle or dad or something was chirping the whole John Boy crew today. Really? Yeah. What did they do? Probably just said that he sucks because he sucks. I mean, I, I haven't seen a Yankees fan. There's, I can't say that. There's a small fraction of Yankees fans who thinks Kainer Falafa is good at sports. Yeah, he's and then not. the rest of them, yeah, the rest of them are like, get this fucking guy off my goddamn team. Um, so I'm shocked. Like John, uh, uh, John Boy doesn't seem like the type to be like, "Fuck this guy." Like I'm sure they just read his stats and they were like, "Yeah, this isn't this group that good." And like, I, I don't know what the relation was, but the, whoever this man was so, was like, "I will, I'm going to put you guys in the fucking dirt." <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone messaged his dad and they made a graphic that said IKF shot dead in the Bronx and they DM'd it to his father. Wait, what? Well, that would, I mean, that would change things a slightly. I what believe the- that is what happened. You think John, John Boy did that? Oh, no, no, no. That's not. Someone okay. sent that to him, and that was like the big thing that got his dad involved in Twitter. It was like one yeah, of those weird Yankees burner teenagers. Right, right, right. But I think people who have been or- crapping on IKF in general tried to throw it and say, well, you guys turned it into this which obviously that's a quite a fall they were blaming yeah. john boy for someone dming his father that i think the Indirectly. the exactly starting the hate train which you know it's one thing to hate on a player and then to do something like that obviously yeah yeah that's a pretty but big think, fucking leap <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah don't do that like People are bad at sports. I mean, they, some people end up doing podcasts with them, but yeah, <laughs> that, that's about as far as it needs to go. Threaten the refs, threaten the umps. Those people, they've got no souls. You can threaten them all day, all day. Damn. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Don't uh, don't threaten people. Be kind to people. No. Like Pat. Pat's the kindest guy that I know. Right, Pat? You're damn right. That's right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, enjoy the weekend of baseball. Uh, hey, if this is the last episode, it's been a hell of a ride. If I if I don't throw a strike, I'm actually going to fucking jump off my balcony after the game. <laughs> so if this is ends up being the last episode, uh, thank you guys for listening. It's been a hell of a run. Um, thank you to Jake, Tyler, Pat, Coley. Uh, for all the the hard work if um if again if this is the last episode that we ever do but if it's not then we'll be back on sunday night to to break it all down for for a monday morning drop so um either thanks for everything or we'll see you monday buenas noches amigos